Welcome to the WMSE Hidden Heroes podcast endorsed by the Milwaukee School of Engineering Honors Program. On the behalf of the 2021 Honors students, we hope you enjoy the following interview. Thank you. Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us today on May 4th. I'm Trinity. And I'm Mackenzie. We are here today with Allie Ladwig from the International Youth Tobacco Control, and she's based in Milwaukee. So what about the International Youth Tobacco Control made you want to be a part of it? So my eighth grade year of middle school, my mom was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, and she got that from her dad, actually. My grandpa, her her dad was an extremely heavy smoker, so he would smoke like in the car, in the house, and he had four kids who actually all three of them, besides my mom, actually went on to like use some sort of tobacco products themselves, but my mom was kind of the opposite, like she just was totally against it after seeing my grandpa's habits and she was actually the only one to get this disease and I automatically thought like how unfair kind of thing you know because like she wanted to better herself and obviously just growing up in that environment it really affected her health and she really didn't have a say for what happened to her and she was like so close to dying it was just a really sad experience to be so young and like almost lose a parent and I just wanted to do something after my mom's diagnosis though all of my three aunts and uncles did eventually quit tobacco products so that was really awesome to see but they used so many different tools so like my aunt actually used hypnosis therapy to quit and like there was just a lot of different outlets and I thought that that was really interesting so when my mom actually got her diagnosis I was working already like with a friend on like a research project and somehow we got in touch with the American Lung Association and they made me the 2018 I think say or maybe 2019 oxygen ball gala speaker so we got to go to Milwaukee and we were put up in a hotel for the weekend and my mom was there I got to wear my prom dress a second time which I thought was so cool and I got to go up in front of like hundreds of people and share my mom's story so they actually flew like a film team out to my house and they made a video about our story and then like that was shown at the gala and then after that I got to go up and give my speech and after I gave my speech over half a million dollars was raised for the American Lung Association So it was pretty crazy like to see our work help a bunch of other people and my mom was just sobbing like the whole time and I was so proud of her because she like knew right away she was not gonna be able to speak but she was like I don't know if I want to do this like it's kind of scary you know like I'm putting myself out there but I was like mom if we can do something to help others we should do this and we did it and it was amazing. Then after that they flew me out to Minnesota where I was able to go to a conference and I actually met the CEO of International Youth Tobacco Control and now she's a sophomore like me but at Stanford University in California so she invited me to be a part of her team because while we were working together obviously she got to hear my story and she just knew I would be a great fit and that's how I started. I'm really glad your mom is still doing well and that's amazing how you took that to inspire you to help others. That sounded like a pretty crazy experience. I'm kind of wondering, are there any experiences that came out of your work with the organization that you never thought you'd get to have? Yes. So when I joined IYTC, actually, I was a senior in high school, just about to start college, and I had no idea what I was doing. Like, they put me on as a board member right away, which was cool, but 
I went in not knowing anybody because I was the only person ever from Wisconsin to be a part of their team. So I joined the team. I joined like the Zoom call because obviously we were in the middle of COVID and we had our like big board call in September. And I was like, what the heck did I just get myself into? I have no idea who any of these people are. I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. All I had was my passion for what I wanted to do and how I wanted to help people. And I just found my niche. Like now I'm on like close to my third year and I just found what I really enjoyed doing. So I enjoy teaching others. I actually wanted to be a teacher for a long time. I'm obviously really passionate about what I do. So I love sharing that with others, but I also love math and I love finance. So I'm actually now the CFO uh, or the chief financial officer of the organization. So all the transactions run through me. I do all the fundraisers. I do all the grants and I do all the tax forms. Which I would say that was like the most crazy thing because being like barely an adult and doing like four different tax forms for a 501c3 every year is so overwhelming because we were a pretty small organization at the time. I mean, we've only been in operation now like four or five years. So we do not have enough money to like hire somebody to do it. So it was all on me and like trying to figure it out. And that's just such a crazy experience. But it's so cool because when I tell people that they're like, no way, like you sat through that and did that for hours. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I did. But then so on top of that, I run the internship program for the summer. So that's kind of how I got my curriculum to bring to honors was just because I already kind of have to have a lesson plan for like the people I teach over the summer, but like matching people with who they really want to learn from. So like we have all different types of internship programs that like shadowing that you can do. So you can go like in design route or you can go finance or you can learn how to be like a regional president. So like a ton of different outlets. So I always have to make sure that all the shadowing officers know what they're going to present and like what they're going to teach their students. And then also that like the students are enjoying their experience and like, what can we do to make it better? So that's kind of like the teacher side of me. And then I kind of get my finance too. So those experiences have been crazy, but it's like perfect for me. It's like exactly what I want to do. And I think that's what's really cool about IYTCs. You come into it like not knowing at all what you're signing up for. And then you just like find what you really like to do. You have a lot to juggle. How do you manage everything? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm just not one to like go out on Friday nights or like go to parties like that's just not me like I'd just rather like stay home and watch a movie you know I guess I just break up my time like I'm a big scheduler like I obviously have like my planner and that's like my life I have everything down in there but I think a big part of it too is like I never really wait till the last minute for everything so like if I knew something's due in like a month I'm like doing like a little bit every day so it doesn't seem like so much like if I have four tax forms to all do before November 15th I can't be doing those like the week before you know so So once our fiscal year is done, like I'm on it. It's definitely a lot about planning like that. But also I think what helps too is like with our board meetings, we have them every month. So you have to like present what you've done, but then like the rest of my team kind of asks like, what are your next steps? What are you doing next? So like everybody's kind of on you to like have a plan. You can't really just be like, oh yeah, I'll figure something out. Like they want to know at those meetings, like what's going on. Well, you know, so I'd say those are the biggest things. Also, it's just takes time. Once you're like, you know, I'm like heavily involved in dance and like the math and actuarial science program and I all that, you know, like once you're doing once you're in it, it's just your life, you know, you're like, you, you've made all these responsibilities, you have to commit to them. And, and sometimes you need to drop things too. like, I've been in a few curriculars, like my freshman year that I don't do anymore, but just because like, they weren't what I expected. They weren't great. And I was just like, you know, these things are more important to me. And like, I've been in tobacco control now for Oh, I want to say this is like my eighth year. That sounds makes me sound so old. But 
it's just something that I've loved and I think I'm going to continue as long as I can because it just hits so close to home and I want to spread that message. So with, you know, wanting to stay in this and your major in actuarial science, are you going to focus on this after graduation or tie it in some other way or how's that all going to work? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So actually my internship this summer is for a healthcare consulting company. So it was pretty crazy because in an interview, one of my interviewers were like, oh, it totally makes sense why you're applying for this healthcare internship because of your work in this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. Like, I just applied because I wanted an internship, you know, but it's so true that I've been in like public health now for, like I said, eight years. And it's pretty crazy. Like I've done so many legislative opportunities and like so many different things that have all tied back to public health. And now I'm going to probably be maybe not end up in a full-time position there, but have some experience this summer and maybe continue after that. But yeah, I definitely, it's going to tie in there and the finance-based classes and just working a lot with money and transactions just makes you understand it a bit more but it's just a cool thing to like that couples kind of with what I'm working on like I guess it's not it doesn't perfectly relate but it's good experience and I mean I do have a finance major or minor here as well so I guess it ties a little bit more into that and just being an internship and being in the internship director role it's obviously really good to be able to teach what you know and like pass on your knowledge in any field you know whether it's like you know, you ha- you have an intern that's shadowing you or you want to, you know, teach uh, other people how to like be more productive in a job role. I just think all of those things are really important. And so like just being able to be a mentor and be like, I've just ha- had a lot of different skills, I guess, that I've learned from IYTC that I'll definitely take into the workforce. That's awesome. And then I know part of IYTC's mission is to bridge the social inequalities across the globe in legislation and education related to teenage smoking. And you just mentioned the legislative opportunities you had. Can you elaborate a bit more on those? Sure. So I did a lot more when like I I obviously just moved to Milwaukee now, like almost two years ago. So I'm still like kind of finding my role in here because I'm from a smaller town. So it's a lot easier to find legislative opportunities here than it was back home. But I was obviously really familiar with my home. So I had a lot of opportunities. So I I actually like testified twice at our joint finance committees. And so basically that was just, I would go and you would be waiting there like all day, like I'd have to miss school for it. Like you would hear the different causes that everybody in the community really cared about. But like there was no youth there like whatsoever. So it was really cool because when I stood up to go up there and obviously this was a long time ago, but I still remember like just everybody's eyes. I mean, like, whoa, she's here. Like, what is she going to say? And like everybody, I could just had like everybody in the palm of my hand because everybody was so tired. It was like a long day, but they were like, what does she care about? You know? And I just remember one of the chairmen got up and like went to the microphone and usually just after everybody's there, like next, you know, like whatever. And he was like, great job continue your work and like he gave me kind of like a feedback and that made my day because like he didn't do that for anyone else but like for me he was like I'm really impressed and that was just really cool because I'm pretty sure I did those two in middle school maybe once in high school but that's pretty young and like that's pretty scary to get up in front of like 12 chairmen and then have like hundreds of people behind you like hanging on every word you're gonna say but that's just the power of youth you know when you're young everybody cares a lot more about what you're gonna say because they care about what the next generation wants, you know? 
So I think I made a really good lasting impact at those. And now IYTC is kind of incorporating legislative opportunities into their board of directors. So that just got enacted in our bylaws like a month ago or two months ago. So we're definitely, we like hired a new legislative director. So they're in charge of like coming up with those opportunities. So I'm really excited to continue those because that was kind of a focus that had been more on like a few selected people were chosen to do those. And that was before I was in the organization, obviously, because of COVID. Um, But now they're kind of bringing it back and having everyone do it. And I'm really excited about that as well. And I'm just kind of curious of how it's going to work having board members in a bunch of different states and having members like in a bunch of different countries, like how we're going to be able to do those legislative events, because it's obviously not going to be as easy as like all meeting up at one spot to do something. But I'm really excited that we're continuing to push that forward. And obviously education has been there from the start. That's really cool. So I actually lost my grandmother to lung cancer when I was in seventh grade. So so sorry. (laughs) I would like to ask what advice would you give to someone who has lost someone to lung cancer, particularly caused by smoking? That's a hard question because obviously my condolences of like anybody is as well because I know how hard that can be like seeing my mom struggle like there was many times that the doctors or my my dad or other family members would be like you know spend a lot of time with her you don't know how much time you have and at the time I didn't really like completely understand it because I was just like she's my mom you know she's gonna she's gonna beat this like there's there's nothing that's gonna it's not gonna go wrong but I mean, you just never know. And it's really true when people say like, you know, spend as much time as you can with them because you can't get that back because it like at the time I was just like, no, it's it's going to be fine. And I'm so, so glad it is. But like now, like when I go home to see my mom on the weekends, like it's actually her birthday this weekend. So I'm going home to see her. But when I go home to see her now, it's like, oh my gosh, like I just want to spend every second with her. And like, You know, obviously every girl, every teenager gets to that point where like they don't want to be around their parents. But like I never really had that, I guess, because at that time my mom was going through a hard time. So I really couldn't I didn't feel like I should put that hard burden on her of like being a moody teenager. But I don't know. I just like I didn't take it as seriously. You know, I worked a lot and I was always doing school stuff and I was just like, no, whatever. My mom's always going to be there for me. So. I don't really need to prioritize that. But now it's like when I go home, like my sole focus is spending time with my mom because you never know, like, you know, her next scan, it could come back or something. And like, you just want to soak in every moment. But also the biggest thing I would say for people who like lost somebody that they loved is take a stance. You know what I mean? Like you can lose somebody that easily. I mean, you can lose another person just as easily or and it's just it's just that can be prevented. There's a lot of diseases that right now, like, we don't know where they come from, but if you know it's tied to smoking or it's tied to tobacco products somehow, like, we can stop that. It just doesn't need to be the way it is, you know? And like I said, the power of youth voices are so important, and if you really care about it and you're really passionate about it, join our team, join a different team. Like, it doesn't matter, like, if you come to IYTC or you go off on your own. Like, everybody's working towards the same mission. We just want all youth to be healthy and if youth are healthy, it's going to stem far beyond just their youth and they're going to be living long, long lives, which is what we want every population to do, you know? So I just think, you know, if, if, if that goes for anything, it's not even like, you know, losing somebody to smoking or tobacco products. It's just like anything you go through in life that you really feel passionate about, there's an outlet there for you to show that passion and you should. Awesome. Thank you. And then 
with that, you said you want all youth to be healthy. And I know part of the vision of IYTC is to create the first tobacco-free generation. And obviously, that's a very big goal. Do you see that being attainable in the future? I don't know if I would really say like IYTC's mission is to create a tobacco-free generation. I would think that's just mainly like a goal for us. Because if you set that as a goal, like closer you come is just a better outcome, you know? We know that there's going to be exceptions to the rule. We know that big tobacco is super hard to like take down. And that's not really our mission. It's just to try to educate people as much as possible because at the end of the day, everybody has their own choices. You know, like we are not here to try to tell you what's right and what's wrong and what you should do with your body. Like, no, that's totally, completely up to you. We just want everybody to be educated. We don't want anybody out there to, you know, try these products and then 20 years later be like, what? I didn't know this could happen because of it. And if the population, you know, numbers stay the same, at least everybody knows like what the outcome might be. And I think that's the most important thing. It's not about you know, making it like no, have no tobacco products or no anything of that. I think it's more than anything just about education. Thank you for the clarification on that question. And thank you for your time, Allie. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us today. 